You're listening to Young Honest Mother, the podcast. Here, we'll chat about all things marriage, motherhood, and modern home economics in all honesty. I'm your host, Maurice Young. I'm so excited to welcome Young Honest Mother's very first sponsor, Dram. I stumbled across Dram's sparkling waters for the first time when I was visiting Colorado. I was immediately captivated by the packaging, which is artistically simple, and each flavor is refreshingly bubbly with absolutely no preservatives, artificial colors, or so-called natural flavors, which is a catch-all term that can often contain synthetic chemical flavorings. So shop Dram sparkling waters at dramapothecary.com, and for a limited time, use code HONEST in all caps for 20% off your first order, or just click the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. Well, hello there, and welcome back for another solo show episode of Young Honest Mother, the podcast. So I don't know if you can tell or not, but perhaps the audio sounds a little bit different than usual. And if so, it's because we moved and we are so excited. So this episode is going to be a deep dive into all things moving and how we got to where we are now and just kind of discussing some of the nitty gritty details that I've been processing for, you know, a little while now that, um, I don't know, the podcast just feels like a more intimate space to share these types of musings. So without further ado, let's dive in. Okay, as a refresher, my husband and son and I moved in with my parents in the summer of 2018. And as I'm recording this, it's been just over two years since we made that decision to embark on communal living while living at my parents' house. A brief synopsis is Milo was born, our world turned completely upside down, and we realized that we needed some more support as I was going to start embarking on the journey of entrepreneurship. I left my full-time job in December of 2017, and I had some pretty big goals in mind. And my dad is a huge family guy. He extended an offer for us to come just take a pause and reevaluate things and just receive some extra support. And we took them up on that offer. We lived there for just over two years, and we learned a lot. I think I'll have to record a separate episode or write a blog post or something to be able to process all that we experienced in living with my parents as adults, as a married couple, as young parents, because let me tell you, there are a lot of lessons wrapped up in um, the two years that we spent living there. But in any case, we knew, my husband and I, going into this living situation, that it was going to be temporary. It was not going to be something that was going to be sustainable forever, nor did we want to necessarily live there forever. And, you know, we had been looking for our next living space. Let me rephrase that. I had been looking for our next living space for a while now. I'm someone who likes to have a plan. I'm someone who likes to know what's coming up next. And I'll be honest, I was extremely anxious about the thought of uprooting ourselves from the living situation we had been in for the past two years and moving on to something unknown, right? We had no idea what the place was going to look like, where it was going to be, what city, Um, the layout, like everything was so undefined and unsettling to me that I was, I was stressed out a lot, um, just at the prospect of embarking on an endeavor as monumental as moving. 
but I'm someone who loves interior design. I love looking at real estate apps and just looking inside the houses and being able to imagine how I would decorate things or, you know, where things would go. And it became a pastime, really, of sorts, a hobby, you know, if you will. But at the same time, it was feeding into that anxiety I was feeling because I felt the urge to wake up and get on these apps, to look at these apps, you know, multiple times throughout the day, to be checking emails about new listings that had been added to the apps, and to be scrolling for the final time on these apps right before I went to bed. I mean, I was a little bit obsessed, to say the least. But I just felt like, you know, if I stopped, I might miss the opportunity to find the house that we were looking for. Because even in this strange pandemic real estate time that we're in right now, houses are being snapped up really fast. And so I knew we were not going to have a lot of time between seeing the listing and viewing the listing and moving in. So you know, all of these pressures were starting to add up. And I finally one morning came across a listing for a house that met all of our requirements and then had the bonus of having some of the quirky little things that I was really wanting to have in-house but weren't necessities. Like, for example, I really wanted to have a white brick fireplace and I'm really into vintage charm. So when I saw the crystal doorknobs on all of the room doors I was like oh my gosh get me into this house (laughs) so you know that was really exciting and things moved really fast after we saw the place and then we moved in so I want to chat a little bit about some of the things that I'm experiencing now and some of the things that I'm thinking about going forward as we make this house into our home so one of the most fundamental parts of moving of course is packing right? Packing, packing, packing. Well, the thing is, when we moved into my parents in the summer of 2018, we moved from like a three-bedroom plus den, two-bathroom house into two bedrooms and one bathroom, like a Jack and Jill situation. So we got rid of a lot of things. We donated a lot. We sold a lot. And by the time we moved into my parents' house, it felt like such a relief to be unburdened by all of these objects that we hadn't realized were really weighing us down, just like in the periphery of our psyche. You know, there were so many things we uncovered in our house at that time that we forgot we had, that we wished we had known about, um, that we, you know, we just kind of like stuffed away and moved on from. And so to eliminate that clutter physically, I was surprised, but it actually turned into a situation where it felt like it eliminated that clutter mentally as well. So all that to say, moving into my parents' house that summer of 2018, we were already traveling pretty light. You know, we just did not have the space to house all of the things that we had obtained in our previous house. So when we went to start packing for this move, our work was already simplified because though we have acquired a couple of things, okay, quite a few things since moving in, it still was really manageable because we just did not have the space to hold on to a lot in these two bedrooms and one bathroom. So with packing, one of the things that my husband and I really prioritized was intentionality. 
we talked about this a lot, and we're still talking about it now as we're unpacking because the two go hand in hand. We we packed up everything from our rooms, and some of the things right away we realized, okay, we don't need this. We don't want this. This doesn't serve us anymore, and we don't want to just travel with it from place to place just because it's here now. And, you know, we've made the decision to donate quite a few things, you know, especially baby-related things. Milo's not a baby anymore. And I had so many baby clothes and baby objects that just we didn't need. So I gave them away to friends. I donated them to charity. And that really helped to cut down the amount of things that we were going to be bringing into our new space. But even beyond baby-related things, just looking at the clothes, for example, that I was wearing and asking myself in a very Marie Kondo kind of way, does this spark joy? Do I even like this shirt? Does this dress even fit me well? And if the answers were no, putting that into a pile for donations also helped to free up some mental energy as well as physical space because I was allowing myself to let go of things that no longer served me. So we were really, really intentional about what we packed away. But now that we're in the unpacking phase, we're asking ourselves those very same questions again. Because, okay, we got the keys to this place. We want to hurry up and start living there because we're just ready to be in our own space and to have authority over decor and rules for our son and, you know, just the quiet privacy that comes in living in a smaller nuclear family unit versus a household that includes, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six adults, (laughs) sometimes seven, sometimes more, um, depending on whether or not we were having a gathering over the years. And We were just eager to get into our own space. So a lot of the things, you know, got packed up because we were just like, okay, let's get it out of this space and let's get it into our new space and then we can go through things again. So as we are unpacking, we're also coming across a lot of things that we forgot we had. You know, they were packed away, tucked away in our closet or wherever other storage base that we could utilize in our small living situation at my parents' house. And after not using things for a while, you start to realize, okay, I thought I needed this slash wanted this, but I haven't even looked at it in two years. So what does that tell me? I think it tells me that I don't really need or want it, in which case, why am I still holding on to it? So we are going through a lot of those conversations right now because ultimately we want our home to be a curated collection of items that serve us well, that bring us joy that are useful or meaningful and purposeful. And so if an item does not check all of those boxes, we are putting them aside and tagging them for donations. And that also feels really good because just to know that when we're done with this process, which feels never ending, of course, while we're in it, I know that at some point in the very near future, I'll be able to look up around our house and know that we chose every single object that remains. We were intentional about what we allowed and invited into our space. And that's, um, that's really exciting. I, I can't wait to experience that feeling because right now we've got a lot of boxes all over the place and those are not, of course, going to be permanent fixtures in our home. So, okay, what else is on my mind in relation to moving? Um, okay, furnishing. So going back to the fact that we sold slash donated slash gave away almost 
all of our belongings. We moved from that three-bedroom, one-den, two-bathroom house into a Jack and Jill bed-bath situation. We did not have much of any furniture. We did keep a storage unit for some of the larger items, like we had a mattress that we really loved that we wanted to hold on to. And we had some larger items that just could not fit into our space at my parents' house. But by and large, we got rid of everything before we moved in with my parents. And that was liberating as well. I think I tend to be someone who holds on to things because I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's that scarcity mindset. Like, okay, well, if I get rid of this, then will I be able to get another one? Or, you know, I just, I feel protective over my things sometimes because it feels uncertain as to whether or not there will be a chance to get another one. And I'm not even really sure where that underlying sentiment comes from. Perhaps that's some digging for another day. But in any case, back to the furnishings, we had basically zero of them. And I was surprisingly very excited by that prospect because the furnishings that we had at our old house, at our old houses, actually, I had picked out specifically for an apartment that I got when I was in college. And they were thoughtfully selected for that specific space and for that specific mindset and style that I had at that time. But going back to this, you know, underlying sentiment that I just spoke about, I brought them from space to space to space because it's like, well, we already have them. Let's just use what we have. And, you know, that's a noble idea. But keep in mind, I also got married in between the time I purchased those objects for my college apartment and the time that we let go of them before moving in with my parents. And these items, while I loved them when I purchased them, they were very, um, very eclectic and very indicative of my style when I was like 21, 22. And they did not reflect my husband and I's style as a unit. And so the prospect of being able to fully decorate a new house in our style was really special. And okay, listen, I'm not pregnant, but I definitely was and am still in full-on nesting mode. I mean, I I remember I talked about how I was really obsessed with these real estate apps and looking at listings all the time. Well, the same goes for furniture. I have made so many Pinterest boards. I can link to them actually in the show notes so you can check out where my style is headed right now. But in any case, I've made so many Pinterest boards and I've gathered so many links to inspirational rooms that I was just foaming at the mouth to be able to express our style in a place that we could call our own. And um, that's been really fun. So I'll also say one of my priorities for our house right now is, is to have sustainability at the forefront. So are we doing things that are going to be sustainable for the planet? How can we reduce, reuse, recycle? How can we make sure that the products that we're using are safer and better for the environment? You know, all of these things are really top of mind for me right now. And so even outside of this, this specific priority for decorating our house, I love thrifting. I feel like it's an incredible treasure hunt to go out there into these stores, um, you know, before the pandemic hit, right? And be able to sift through what on the outside may look like discards, you know, but then to find that one, two, maybe handful of treasured pieces that you can then bring back into your space. It's just, 
it's such a thrill. And it's actually something that my mom and I enjoy doing together. So I had in mind that I wanted to thrift or shop most of our furnishings secondhand. I mean, there are some items that, of course, I will buy brand new. But for the the larger pieces, I was determined to find things secondhand. And status update, it's going really well. Okay, so if you are someone who likes thrifting as well, or maybe you're thinking about kind of swapping out your decor and just mixing things up a little bit and, and finding some new pieces to add into the mix, I definitely recommend Facebook Marketplace. I hadn't used it since we sold most of our stuff before we moved into my parents' house, but it's definitely gotten a facelift and it's so much more efficient and easy to use now than it was two years ago. And I have found at the time of this recording, Milo's loft bed, a couch for our studio recording space, a dining room set, and our couch on Facebook Marketplace. And it's been amazing. I mean, these things have been gently used and people just for whatever reason, maybe they're moving, maybe they just, they bought it and realized it didn't work with their space. They're selling it. And at a fraction of the retail price, it's honestly been amazing. And I'm excited to see what else I can thrift via Facebook Marketplace um, because there are still a few more pieces that we need to incorporate into the house. So that's what I've been up to as far as furnishings. But with that being said, my husband and I are also taking the time to get to know the space. So I talked to you a little bit before about how I had created all these Pinterest boards and had gathered all these inspirational rooms before we found what is now our house. And and that was really helpful in clarifying my style and allowing me to see what elements of interior design I really liked because I could see common themes appear after a while like white brick fireplaces were in most of the the imagery that I was saving. Um, In any case, once we found this house, I realized that I didn't necessarily want to copy and paste from any of the inspirational photos I had found because what works in one space doesn't necessarily work in all spaces. And so I talked to my husband about it and we both agreed that we would just live in the space for a while and, and, and kind of get a feel for the vibe of the house and, and see what um, instincts started to pop up after a while. Like, for example, oh, it seems like I always go to put my drink here and there's nothing to put it on. So this is probably like a natural place to have a side table or a coffee table, for example. So things like that, just looking into what am I naturally drifting towards? And how can I solve for that need with an item that is going to provide purpose and meaning into our household while also being aesthetically pleasing? So those are those are kind of the key um, factors that I have in mind with furnishing. But at the same time, we are open to decorating and furnishing slowly. I think when people move into a new house, there's this anticipation and somewhat of a pressure to have the house in like showroom ready order right away. And first of all, moving is exhausting. (laughs) We're moving in the heat of Texas summer with a toddler while we're both trying to work. And it's been a lot. So, you know, we've got that to consider. But even if those things weren't factors, I just wanted us to to be able to live in the space and and kind of get an idea of its personality before we decided to just completely replicate any of these inspirational photos that I found. So that is kind of our ethos for 
decorating, which is just go slowly and that's okay. Okay. So on another note, moving in general is always a huge deal. I feel like this move in particular is really historic for our family because it's the first move that Milo is actually like cognizant and aware of. So of course he moved with us to my parents' house back in the summer of 2018, but he was, let's see, 14 months old, 15 months old, just about. So he's really young. He was talking, but not in the same way that he is now. And we weren't having the same kinds of interactions with him as we are now. And so we knew going into this move that we wanted to be very open and honest with Milo, which is a theme throughout our relationship with him is just letting him know what's coming up. Even though we didn't have all the details, which as I've already mentioned, was extremely unsettling for me, we would still clue him in on the fact that oh, we're looking at houses now because we're going to move soon. And we would explain what moving is and and let him know that we would not be living with my parents, his grandparents anymore, but that we could visit them and they could visit us. You know, just starting to prep him for the idea of this transition. And I think the first couple of days were a little difficult for him because he's he was trying to make sense of the fact that we were separating from my parents in a physical way, at least. And he would ask things like, so when are Graham and G-Pop coming to live here? Or so when are we going back to our real house? You know, things like that. And, um, you know, we just kept sharing with him that this was going to be the place that we would be living at for the time being. And we were going to make this place into our home and we were going to be able to choose the things that we liked and things that we needed and be able to bring those into this space and that we could visit Graham and G-Pop, and they could visit us. And so it's only been a couple of weeks since we moved. I think that this is really helping. And we framed the first couple nights sleeping here as a sleepover. Like, ooh, we're going to have a sleepover at the new house today. You know, just getting excited about it. And he's still at this point is calling them every every night we've slept here is um, referring to them as sleepovers, which is fun. But um, I think that's helping him to to cope with the idea that we are in a new space. And that's that's hard for him because he's been used to the same routine for the last two years. He's used to seeing the same people in the house every day for the last two years. And he was very close to my family. So he, he does mention to us that he misses Grandma and G-Pop, but we've been FaceTiming and we've still seen them in person quite a few times because we've been going back and forth to get our things. So you know, there's no bad blood or anything like that. But for a child, you know, he's only three. It's a hard thing to understand, you know, major life changes like moving. So that's that's kind of how we're handling that. And in the same vein, you know, moving, you know, puts you in a completely different mindset because you're going to be in a completely new space. And it's kind of like a blank slate. It presents an opportunity for us to revisit how we do things, to revisit routines and habits, and to create new ones if we want to. And so I'm being really mindful of that. My husband and I are playing the fair play card game, which I will link to the episode where I interviewed Eve Rodsky, the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Fair Play, which is all about how to redistribute domestic tasks. So that's been huge, which I'll get to that more in a different episode or Instagram post or blog post or something. But, you know, that we're creating new habits with that game for sure. 
beyond that, like I said, I'm being mindful of the fact that there are some new habits I'd like to create. For example, I'd like to add more movement into my life, which I have by way of walking our dogs every single day. We walk them multiple times a day just to get out of the house. And we live on a really nice street that's pleasant. And there's, I don't know, just it's fun. So we've been walking the dogs a lot, but I still want to add more of like a like physical health routine to my day. But I'm giving myself some grace in this period of time because we're still fresh to this space. We're still exhausted from the move. We're still, you know, still having to work and cook and clean and take care of our child on top of the move and I'm unpacking and all of that. So for the time being, I'm taking it slow, but I am thinking about how I want to use this blank slate to springboard into new habits and routines. It's a really exciting time. I mean, I can remember back to when we moved in with my parents just being so ready to press pause and to reevaluate our values and our goals because you know, in that moment, I realized I hadn't actually articulated those to myself or to my husband. And that was a really disorienting time. Um, yeah, we've been through a lot in the past two years, but everything I can look back now and, and say that everything that we experienced, all the hardships, all of the, the stress, all of the triumphs as well have brought us to this place where we can more fully enjoy the privilege of being able to be in our own home and and to take care of each other in it. It's a really beautiful feeling and I'm so grateful, so grateful to be experiencing this new chapter. And so now I want to hear from you. What new chapter are you moving into? You can share your response with me via a comment on the Instagram post for this episode. You can comment on the show notes for this episode or you can send me an email at hello at younghonestmother.com with your thoughts. I can't wait to hear back. And that's it for this episode of Young Honest Mother, the podcast, which means it's time for you to join the conversation. Share your thoughts on social media and tag me at Young Honest Mother, and then pass this episode along to friends and family who need to know that they're not alone on this journey either. Until next time, I'm your host, Maurice Young. <laughs>